appearance. The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. With you again, everybody. I'm Jeff Joniak, and welcome in. We are at Hallis Hall, where I'm across the table from a Bears alumni great, Tom Taylor. Tom, how are you doing? Well, it mean, is, you know what? You try, because you... you have a sticker on your chest that says oh, ambassador. Ambassador. Well, it, it's really nice because the Bears have invited a group of ex-players to come up here and be introduced to the new class of rookies that are getting ready to start rookie minicamp tomorrow. And there's over 70 guys in the room, and that's tryout guys, draft choices, free agents. And we kind of give about a minute or two of what our experiences are throughout our career, what it's our experiences of living in Chicago, and what are our experiences with the Chicago Bears. And it's just a great opportunity to get a chance to shake hands, meet them, and let these guys know they belong. And it's not... Excuse me, it's not first-round draft choice. Jay Hilgenberg, seven-time Pro Bowl free agent. Big Cat Williams, free agent, a 12-year player. So it's a group of guys from all areas of the draft and free agency just to welcome this young group of guys. That's just how they welcomed Jim Miller when he entered the NFL, right? You guys, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of welcome. Yeah, but that funny is six-round pick uh, for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'll tell you, that's an intimidating locker room to go into. You had some good players like Greg Lloyd and Rod Woodson and all the players, and you knew you know, the same thing, that toughness part of it, you, you had to live up to it because it's kind of what the uh, the Bears players that Tom's mentioned and those great defenses that the that the Bears had in the 85 and, and just the toughness that they showed. It's kind of similar with the steel curtain. So you, you better show up and you better be tough is what you had to represent. Well, these guys all come in, and especially the tryout guys. In, in some cases, it may be the only tryout they have to get on an NFL roster, and there have been plenty of success stories by way of tryouts. Guys get on the field. They make it to training camp. They impress just enough to get on the practice squad or maybe be on the active roster, and then they work their way up and, and eventually in a couple of years become something of an impact player in their respective units. So it, it, it it's not an impossibility, and that's why it's it's always fun to see these guys come in and give it a shot. But there's also a little bit of a change in mentality, and you know this, Jim, because these guys are the, they're superstars of their college football teams. So they haven't been in the back of the line. They haven't been having to participate in the special teams of, of their college football team because they were an impact player at their position. Well, everything is reversed. And that was my message to the guys is from the first game in my career to the very last game in my career, I played on kickoff return and I wasn't too humble for it. I was, I was glad to be a part of it because playing special teams is just as important as any position out there. Yeah, it, well, you're going to have to earn it. It starts all over. It doesn't matter what you, you did in college. Shoot, I mean, tomorrow, look at all the players that aren't even getting the fifth-year options uh, right now. I mean, those are first-round draft picks that teams are still somewhat undecided on. But 14 players, uh, teams have elected not to place uh, the fifth-year option for whatever the reason. What's Whether your thought on that, by the way? Uh, you know, I, I think it's some of it's happenstance. You know, you look at Jack Conklin, and I followed him because he's out of Michigan State. He was the eighth overall pick. I mean, this guy was all pro as a rookie, you know, for, for him and the Tennessee Titans. I think it's more about injury for him. You know, he tears his ACL, and then he comes back last year. He only makes it uh, in nine games. 
Um, so we'll see. You know, obviously this year there's a lot on the line for him. Um, so he's a guy I thought, man, you, I would have thought they would have placed the, the fifth-year option, on, especially a top-ten pick when you look at him. But the other guys, <clears throat> there's new coaching staffs. Those players weren't selected to have for, for those coaches. There's new coaches around the league. Player now doesn't fit the system uh, that they're in, and some it's just flat-out poor play. Uh, don't get me wrong there. I mean, they haven't lived up to the billing when you look at some of the guys and why they didn't put the fifth-year option on those players. Bears did do that, though, with Leonard Floyd, Tom. Yeah, and I, I agree with that because I do think the influences around Leonard Floyd is much more positive in terms of football. How do you prepare on the practice field in order to play up to your ability on game day? And Leonard Floyd, I still believe he has a really bright future about him. If he could stay fully healthy, I one thing that impressed me was the way he attacked his rehab last offseason to get prepared after a knee injury and to be able to make it onto the field. And it, it is the reward of hard work from last year, but they know he's got to play better than he's played in the past. And he's going to get a whole offseason, whole training camp with Kittle Mack on the other side. You can't help but pick up things that help you in your game. And, and I still have high hopes for Leonard Floyd to become an impact pass rusher for the Chicago Bears in this great defense. All right, when we come back, Trey Burton, the veteran tight end, will join the program. We're also going to be joined at the bottom of the hour by Olin Krutz. A great conversation, as always, with a big O, as we bring you Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and Jim Miller on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. We hope to hear from Trey Burton shortly, and Olin Krutz will join the program as well. We're bringing this to you from Hallis Hall. Good to have you on board as uh, it becomes more real now for everybody. Uh, yeah, the, the vets obviously have been working here for a couple of weeks with the off-season program already. They have different phases. They start in the weight room. They go to the field. They're not throwing on pads or anything weird like that just yet. But the rookies now will get the Bears way starting tonight with a team meeting, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday workouts, drills, and then they'll, they'll dovetail that with the OTAs with the veterans. So it becomes very real. Saw many of them today, and you could see some just wide-eyed. You know, they're walking around looking at the at the at the building, which is still under construction. So there's a lot of that going on, Tom and Jim. But you know, they walked into the charter franchise of the National Football League today. You, you know, when I when I think about what position you play and how well you got to know, so they're going to do an evaluation of your athleticism on the field, see how you move your feet, how well you adjust in, in motion and things like that. But I tell you, it's about understanding your assignments. And I was telling these young guys, I'm going, look, you can leave a meeting and then you can get involved in social media, but you got to take that time to invest in your own intelligence. I can't even imagine what it would be like for a quarterback. Like Jim going in your rookie year, your head had to be scrambling more than any yeah. other position out there. Yeah, it was it was tough because we had a veteran team. You know, when I arrived in, in for the Steelers, Neil O'Donnell uh, was there. He was the starter, had been there for, for uh, a few years already, so they were far along in the offense. Mike Tomczak was the backup at that point. At that point, he was starting to go on double-digit uh, years uh, in the NFL. So those guys, our offense was advanced because it was such a, a veteran team. And that's what it felt like for me. I felt like I was swimming because when they installed everything, because back then you just had you had your rookie mini camp, your veteran mini camp, and then we reported to training camp. That's all we did back back then. So when we came in for the veteran mini camp, they gave you everything. 
I mean, it was basically 100% of the install was in it. I was just like, whoa, you know, this is nothing like the uh, the rookie minicamp. And, you know, and they, they, you know, and I thought I was struggling even in the rookie minicamp because it was just, you know, the volume of offense was just so much more uh, than college. And then when the vets got there, it was even double time. Yeah, they don't uh, wait for that. anybody. Trey Burton knows that. Trey Burton, uh, and walking down memory lane a little bit, the veteran tight end kind enough to join Bears All Access tonight. Good evening, Trey. You remember your uh, opening days as being a rookie with the Eagles? Oh, yeah. I, I remember. I, I'll never forget it. What What stood out about it? What resonates about those first few days uh, when you're joining your fellow rookies and you're you're going into Philadelphia during, you know, right after the draft? Uh, you just create a brotherhood. You know, some, some of my best friends or some of the guys I came into in, in the Philadelphia with or came into this league with and um, you kind of bond, you know, you're you just get thrown into um, a, a big group of people and you're chasing your dream and um, you don't really understand the ins and outs and how everything goes, but it's an exciting time. Trey, you, you play a variety of positions on the field. When you come in as a tight end, do they try to like escort you into one position and then expand your role as it goes along? Or do they feed you everything all at once because you guys are all over the field? I think it just kind of depends on what system you go into. Um, I think a lot of times, especially with the system that we're in now, they'll try to figure out what your strengths are and figure out, you know, where that will fit um, on this team and uh, kind of try to maximize your strength and then work on some of your weaknesses as well. Well, from, from your standpoint, because you are uh, so versatile, and, you know, it just it just seemed like a seamless transition from Philadelphia and, and coming to Chicago and how you were utilized and just like to get your overall uh, assessment, Trey, because it looked like a perfect fit from, from your standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was there wasn't much of a learning curve in the, in the sense of um, football knowledge. You know, you we run a very similar offense, a lot of similar terminology. So that wasn't you know that much of a uh, of, of difficult for me. But what was you know a lot more difficult was just the amount of snaps. You know, I, I come in and I play probably 600. I think it was like 650 total offensive snaps in four years in Philadelphia, and yeah. then last year I played 800. You know, and so wow. just that physical wear and tear is what um, was something that, you know, that was that was the biggest challenge for me. And it's exactly what, you know, I signed up for and exactly what I wanted, you know. And so yeah. um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Well, how you, how'd you hold up uh, from that? Like, obviously, you could tell the difference, you know, like you said, in terms of the uh, the snap total, totals, totals. But what about the wear and tear uh, that you're talking about, what you were asked to do? Because, like you said, you signed for more and you got more. Yeah, no, I think you know, I think it was great. I mean, I was able to play 16 games and not have to um, miss any until the very end. And so um, I think, you know, I think it went really well. I think, you know, week by week, there's just so many things that go into not just me, but everybody. Week by week, it takes so much stuff to get your body uh, physically ready to play again. And so um, definitely enjoyed, you know, my first year. You know, Trey, when you're trying to learn the tendencies or the thinking of a young quarterback quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky, is it something that you would have a conversation daily or was there conversations after plays when you had the time? And, you know, how well will you know him this year from just getting to meet him last year? Yeah, I think I, think I know him really well um, this year, going into this year. You know, really excited to – uh, get back out there, especially in, in OTAs and training camp when we're able to have a defense across from us. Um, but no, I think, you know, it's, it's a mixture of um, just running routes, you know, getting balls thrown to you, uh, thrown to me from him, and then also watching film as well. 
with him and seeing kind of kind of getting his eyes on coverages and plays and where he what he what he wants you to do and where he sees you at you know when he's ready to throw the ball and timing you know you, you know how that is man timing is probably the most important thing um in this game from an offense of quarterback to receivers or tight ends Trey Burton, our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score, with Herb Lawrence and Adam Staczynski helping us out in the Score Studios. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, and Trey Burton as he enters his second year with the Bears. What's your offseason been like? How did you approach it? What did you hope to get out of it as you enter into this new phase uh, of the preseason? Offseason was great, man. I got to spend a lot of time with my kids um, and kind of invest into them and um, be around them as much as possible. And uh, got some really good training in um, in March and uh, some a little bit of February and all of March and got to go on a couple trips, you know, with the fam and just hang out with them. And so I'm excited to excited to get back, you know, two or three weeks ago and um, get back to with the team, with the guys and working out and all those types of things. And I'm um, looking forward to OTAs and training camp. You know, Trey, spending the afternoon with the rookies here at the new Hallis Hall, it you, you can see it in their faces and you can listen to hear them talk about the the enormous facility that they're being introduced to. I think Philadelphia's got a pretty solid facility, I believe. And now, what do you think about the the new facility here? And is is it too big, or is it everything that's required for a football team in this era? Man, it's amazing. You know, you have you hear about what's going on. You hear about how much they're spending, and um, you know, how the ownership and the coaching staff and everybody's seeing eye-to-eye and the, and the training staff and the weight staff, like everybody's seeing eye-to-eye, which is extremely hard and rarely happens. And you hear about, you know, how cool it's going to be and all everything that's going to be put inside of it, and you kind of visualize yourself about what's going on and how cool how cool it is. It's going to, be, it's going to look, and then you actually show up and you see the, how massive it is and, and how unbelievable and uh, just the de- attention to detail that they took and they put into it. It, it, it's just truly amazing. You can't even really put it in the words. And so uh, I don't know necessarily about too big or too small or too nice or anything like that. I just I think it's exactly what is needed. And it's obviously there was a lot of planning going on, and they did a great job with it. Well, Trey, I, I want to go back to talk about growth of a player because you even talked about it yourself in terms of the snap to- totals and, and how you grew as a player from, from that standpoint. Because I think, you know, everybody has the doubts about, about themselves. But I want to talk about Mitchell in his growth as a player. I thought it was pretty defining in the Jets game, the second half, or the last game of the season against Minnesota, or even in the playoff game, you know, to, to drive the team down, they have the opportunity uh, for a field goal. How Just talk about the, the growth of Mitchell and what you witnessed uh, during the year, last year. Yeah, yeah. I just think and it, the longer you're in the system, the longer you're getting coached, especially with the coaches that we have, you know, here up here in Chicago, um, and the longer you're around the new guys, I think the the better you're going to be, and the more you understand things. And um, I mean, obviously, we all knew Mitch is a really good quarterback, and so you just kind of see over the weeks as weeks go on, just him progressing and him taking charge and him um, knowing what to do and where to go with the ball, and uh, just really just taking control of the offense. And so it was it was fun to be a part of, fun to see, fun to watch his development. And if I mean, if he can. If he can get back to get back to what he did the last or the second half of that playoff game, I mean, I think we're all really excited about that. Bears tight end Trey Burton joining us here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Jeff, Tom, and Jim with Trey for a few more moments. Trey, since you knew very much the system coming from Philadelphia and its similarities and nuances, 
When you hear Matt tell the media and the fans throughout the course of the year, the Bears were in a one-on-one stage with Mitch and the offense learning the system, and he hopes to be in 201 this year, and you keep graduating to different levels. Do you know what that feels like and looks like from your perspective because you've been in it longer than these guys? And if so, what will it look like? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the biggest thing in the 201 system is you can never – you can never call a bad play, you know, for, so for example, like Nagy might call a play and they might give us a defense that's not good for that play. And that's when, you know, Mitch takes over and checks the play to something else or something that we've gone through throughout the week and film study. And like, Hey, if they give us this look, we want to run this. And so um, just basically putting us as an offense in the best position possible. Um, but, you know, we're, you're still going to do a lot of the one-on-one stuff, you know, like you're going to, the majority of the the week to week, I'm sure, game plan will be a lot of the one one on one stuff, and so um, that's just kind of you know a little bit what it looks like to do the two on one. Well, it'll be exciting to see, and you got a bunch of new offensive weapons too, so a lot of different choices. It's a buffet, isn't it, for Mitch? Oh yeah, yeah, he should be really excited. Very good, Trey. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Trey. Man, anytime. Trey. Have a good one. Trey Burton, Bears tight end, joining us here on Bears All Access. When we return, we will discuss the Bears draft. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll be joined by Olin Krutz, one of the great Bears in uh, this team's great history as we look forward to the 100-year celebration of this franchise on the first weekend in June 7th through the 9th. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Join us for Bears 100 Celebration Weekend in Rosemont, June 7th through the 9th. Enjoy player autographs, photo ops, football panels, and activities for all ages. Get tickets today at chicagobears.com. We strongly encourage you to do so because it's a heck of a lineup of uh, panels that Tom and I will be a, very much a part of during the, uh, that weekend on Saturday and Sunday, and the opening ceremony should be uh, memorable because you're going to have the largest collection of uh, current and former pair, Bears players and coaches that you've ever seen before. Well, you know, what the, the fun thing about it is rarely do you get that the enormity of a group like that that are in relaxed moments where they have a chance to be really congenial with the fans and with each other. And there's so many stories outside just the football game itself about relationship development, player development, about the expansion of your role with the team. And there's going to be so many fun, legendary players to talk to and you get the chance to meet. And like it's this charter franchise of the NFL. It's going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity unless you live to be 200. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and all the living Hall of Famers uh, expected to, be, to attend as well. Jim, I, I'm sure you'll be uh, making some time to come on down as well. Uh, it's going to be a really fun weekend for Bears fans. And, and at a great time, too, Jim, in, yeah. in the franchise's current place right now, coming off a very strong season, uh, certainly with high expectations, but nobody taking anything for granted. That's coming from the top of the organization down, and he's making it very clear that they have accomplished nothing. And this is a brand new day. And 2019 has arrived with a very uh, challenging schedule and a lot of change. There's change throughout yeah. the division. There's change on the football team itself. Yeah, it's a yeah, hundred year and, and to reflect on, on the NFL and, and Bears football and to be a part of it. And like you said, in the history that is yet to be written, you know, I, I'm sure Coach Nagy and the coaching staff and the players, they want to be a part of their own uh, history as well. But, it, you know, it is, it's good to reflect. It's good to, to know what you're part of and, and what you represent. And it is uh, such a storied history uh, with the Chicago Bears. And I think it's important. 
You know, I, I think it's important when you know, and I, I bring up this story all the time, when I walked into the Pittsburgh Steelers and you see those Lombardi trophies, you know what you represent. And I think the same thing is true when you walk through the Chicago Bears and all the retired players and Hall of Famers and, and guys who have represented and, and donned that jersey and obviously the McCaskey family and what they represent as a, as a family-owned business. And I think, it, you know, players that, that cherish that and understand that and uh, you want to be a part of that, it's something special. And, uh, you know, that'll be uh, special to be a part of it as well. You know, you know, sometimes a lot of times it's a message the head coach. You know, Chuck Knoll, he's, you know, he yeah. has greatness around him. And when you look at the message that Mike Dicka brought to the players the first time he addressed them, he brought up Super Bowl. And that's the same thing with Coach Nagy. Coach Nagy talks about the fun you're going to have, but it's a serious approach to success. And I think that message is really important for the players to understand that the the people up top under know that it's a Super Bowl journey and nothing else. What you guys think of the draft now that uh, you've had time to uh, think about it and the impact of these uh, positions with David Montgomery, Riley Ridley, Duke Shelley, the uh, nickel corner, Kareth White, the running back out of Florida Atlantic, and Stephen Denmark, the the corner from Valdosta State. Tom, um, we'll start with Tom. Well, well, I'm I'm excited for all of them really because I think they're going to be able to come in here and compete immediately. Um, I'm excited for the running back because this is probably the most, well, I, I don't know. It's an offense that your role is undefined, but you can, you can do anything from the backfield to the line of scrimmage. I thought they brought in some defensive backs that are going to be extremely competitive. When you lose guys like Bryce Callahan, you need other guys, young guys to develop within the ranks to come up and have the opportunity to play. And I love Ridley. I, I think he is uh, going to be a really interesting player and Jim I ask you because I think he's the type of guy that has to have a great relationship with the quarterback because he does move out of his break so well he anticipates his movement but the quarterback has to anticipate that as well so I think the relationship between those two is going to be really important yeah and obviously comes because his older brother and and Calvin and the moniker it's uh, the bloodlines are, are there but here's why I like him I think he's tough I mean, that guy will block. I mean, think playing at Georgia, the running backs that have been through there, Sony Michelle and Elijah uh, Holyfield this year. I mean, that guy is going to help out significantly, I think, in terms of the, the run game, just with his blocking and toughness alone. His receiving skills are outstanding. Well, he's got a great uh, great wingspan to clean up any errant throws or off-target throws. 78 and a quarter, that's the largest of any of the Bears' wide receivers. And just a tad shy of Adam Shaheen, uh, the big guy you know, at tight if, end. So. If you were at the draft measuring these guys, or at the combine measuring the guys, you would be there with only a tape measure, and then that would. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I love the way he separates at the top of a route. If you're a quarterback, you got to love that, too. We'll pick it up with Jim Miller and be joined by Olin Krutz coming back as well. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Creedon cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night, 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago, or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. I have a bit of an issue with Anthony Adams, though, because uh, after our show, the draft show we did on Fox the other night, Tom, there with Lou Canellis, uh I get phone calls about Anthony. He couldn't stop laughing because Lauren's getting married soon. And he recommended that there be a Jeff Joniak on the top of the cake because I'm so short and small. Actual size. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had a good chuckle, could not stop laughing. (laughs) Olin Krutz, I'm sure you got a kick out of that, or you would get a kick out of that from Anthony. (laughs) 
you know, always about the size of Jeff Joniak. I have no idea why that's so important, but good to have you, Olin. Great to talk to you. How you feeling? Uh, I feel good, guys. It's great to have. It's great to be on with you guys. And uh, who would have thought that one day I'd be on the radio with Jeff Joniak, Tom Fair, and my former quarterback Jim Miller. So I'm excited for this radio interview. Listen, in 14 year NFL career, I would I would have won a lot of money at suggesting that would have never happened. You remember the one time, Olin? I gotta get. I gotta. You just sparked a, a memory for me. I begged you at one point in your career. We just had started doing feature interviews in the TV shows, the Bears TV show. Mm-hmm. Olin, let, let's sit. Let's sit down and have a conversation. So you you reluctantly oblige. Uh, and you sat down, and the first question I, asked, I said something real dramatic about what it, what it meant to you to come from the islands, and how does that help you play your professional football? And you started laughing at me right away. I knew I was dead. <laughs> you weren't one to you, you weren't one to go deep into your feelings, it. you know, Owen. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a pretty good question. Now that I, I think about that question, but uh, I remember they came after uh, Doug Buffon tragically passed away. And Mitch Rosen uh, came to me and asked me if I had any interest in doing the radio. And, of course, my first response was no, not really. But <laughs> I've grown to, to really enjoy just still being a part of the game, kind of, kind of be a part of the Chicago Bears in a way, uh, get to study film. But I asked Mitch, I said, you know, Mitch, it's funny that, that you came to me because I don't really do any media. I said, what, what, what brought you, uh, gave you the idea uh, to, to ask me to do radio. And he said, uh, very bluntly, he said, well, Olin, uh, we're in the opinion business and everybody knows you have one. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that I couldn't argue with. Well, you know what, Olin? I was so proud of you the other night at the draft because you came out and you had such a clear tone of speaking about the draft choice. And then I look at these punters and kickers that come up there and they pontificate how important they are to the success of their organizations. Olin... I congratulate you for that because you look great, you're in great shape, and you, resent, or you represented every offensive lineman in the history of the league with such pride. So I, I thank you for that above all else. Well, I, I appreciate that, Tom, especially coming from you. But, look, they, uh, I got that call. Listen, I heard you guys talking about the Chicago Bears' 100-year anniversary. And if you're a former Chicago Bear and the charter franchise and the NFL gives you a call and they say to you, hey, um, in the 100th year, we'd like you to announce the Chicago Bears' third-round pick. And, and you guys can imagine, I mean, what an honor, right? What, what an honor to uh, get that offer. First of all, like you guys, I, I start off a fan, and if you're a fan of the NFL, uh, you're a fan of the Chicago Bears, and, and, and they, they ask you to, to walk on stage and announce that pick, and you get to go there and be in the same rooms with legends like Jim Brown, uh, uh, Joe Jacoby from the Washington Redskins. I have to go up and introduce myself. Uh, that is a large human being. Yes, it is. Orlando <laughs> Pace is in there. You know, just guys that, that, you know, if you're a fan of football, you're just a fan of being in that room with all these football players in there. Even I got to meet a couple of younger centers and Nick Mangold and Eric Wood, uh, which I'm big fans of there. So, again, to walk up on that stage, uh, uh, represent – the charter franchise, which is the Chicago Bears, and, and you know, just all walk out there with Peanut Tillman, a uh, great cornerback, another great Chicago Bear. But you know, obviously, they wanted a suit and tie, and I told them that <laughs> you know, in Hawaii, this is a suit and tie. So uh, that, that was that, that that was the one hiccup we had. But 
but they let me go out there anyway. You did us proud. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Appreciate and, it. And, and you earned every bit of it, Olin. That's that's for sure. And you know, when you talk about it, and hopefully being on the the nominees for for 2019 for the Hall of Fame, you saw Kevin Mawai uh, just went in. I remember. I'm going to share this to the listeners. I remember when I came to Chicago and I I played with Dermani Dawson. And I and I said to Olin, "You're every bit as good, and you're you're more in terms of the X's and O's and what you brought to the table." And and Olin used to challenge me about missing blitzes, and I challenge him, and we kind of call mm-hmm. each other out, and it was competitive because he was such mm-hmm. a, a good player. And do, do you think about that, Owen? Because you're going to have that opportunity, my friend, and you've earned every bit of it. That's, that's for sure. I'm, I've obviously thought about it. It'd, it'd, be a, it'd be a tremendous honor, obviously, to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, I didn't ever really think I – I think I'm kind of a long shot, to be honest, if I take a really good look at it. Uh, but Kevin going in, you know, kind of raises your hopes again. But, you know, Tom played with a, another great center in Jay Hilgenberg, who, who's not in yet. And, and, you know, I would argue has had every bit the career I had. So, you know, sometimes centers, you have to wait. It, it's not something I expect. It's something that'd be a great honor. But, you know, t- talking about Jim Miller sitting there, uh, sitting there is a guy who, who I learned a lot about preparation uh, and a cerebral approach to the game. I, I remember being on the airplane and, and watching Jim just pour over his notes. And, and as a young center, I can't tell you how, how big of an impact that makes on you. You know, uh, Jim Miller learned a lot from Casey Wigman. I know you guys remember that name. Casey Wigman was a very good center. Learned a lot from him about being a pro, uh, about the X's and O's, like Jim said, uh, of the game and just uh, how to be a professional. Jim Miller taught a lot of us young guys, you know, when we were with the Bears, uh, Jim taught a lot of us how to be professional. We, we just would watch him and his preparation, and you emulate that, and you'll be just fine. Six-time Pro Bowl center, Olin Krutz. You mentioned Kevin Mawai. Uh, you two were the two centers on the all-decade team of the 2000s. You mentioned Jay Hilgenberg, seven more Pro Bowls, so that's a, a lot of great play at the center position. He's our guest here on Bears All Access with Jeff and Tom and Jim Miller. It is Olin Krutz. The uh, incredible durability of the position. And I just mentioned this on our draft show the other day. I think since 1990, there have only been five teams that have had the starting five on their offensive line intact, maybe not in the same position, but intact, the same five guys for a period of five years. It's very, very rare in a league. Tom's guys did it for a lot more than that uh, from that 84 and on uh, group of guys. But you had 10 years of 16 starts. How'd you pull that off? You know, there's all, there's always a little luck involved in staying healthy, but uh, there's also some hard work involved now. And, and there's a little place in there, you know, I know it's called the, rightfully so, it's called the Clyde Emmerich weight room now. Uh, what a legend <laughs> that man is. But uh, if you go in there and you put on your work and you put on your your armor and you spend hours in there lifting weights and getting your, your body ready for uh, what's coming your way, which is a battle, right, which is a battle with a lot of big men, uh, it's a physical battle, so uh, you got to get your body ready to, for that season. And uh, there's no better place in the weight room. And I, I try to I try to put my time in uh, in the weight room to get myself ready to play every year. So if you would ask me uh, what is the one thing that I did that 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 I thought might have kept me healthy and kept me on the football field, uh, besides a little luck, uh, it would have been the preparation in the weight room, which. Uh, I know that you are around a lot of guys every day who who would echo the same sentiment sentiment that I just said. Olin, you just talked about you got to know what's coming your way. 
And there's not very many people that know Harry Hestad, the offensive line coach of the Bears, mm-hmm. as well as you do. And mm-hmm. now when I think about what James Daniels has coming his way when he's going to go from guard to center, mm-hmm. what what is that? What is the biggest challenge of that? And and why does Harry do such a great job of developing talent? Harry just he, he has a really good eye for for what every player needs and, and what he needs to ask of them, and and he's done an amazing job throughout his career of reaching out to guys, to legends in blocking. If you look, talk about a, a Radakovich, if you talk about a Joe Moore, which that's not a name. I know that's a name you're familiar oh, yeah. with. Uh, and he, and, he, and a Tony Wise, another name we're all familiar with. And, and Harry just, he learned from, from the legends of blocking people, uh, creating his own style. And really, you know, like you know, Tom, uh, better than anybody. Uh, there's no secret, right? It, it's, do, are you willing to do the tedious stuff? Are you willing to stick to the fundamentals? Are you willing to do the heavy squats in the offseason to move guys off the ball? And Harry is just very honest with you. He's very honest with, look, you've you, you got to get stronger. you got to work on your fundamentals. Your hands got to be inside. Your pad level's got to be low. And then he's going to ask you to work. He's going to ask you to work harder than, than maybe you're, you're used to working in the NFL. He's going to ask you to drive block that bag uh, uh, 10 yards on every play, and Harry's going to ask the other offensive lineman on the other side to give a lot of resistance, which we all, us three know, watching practices nowadays, that doesn't happen very often, where uh, the guy with the bag is giving resistance and the other guy is driving his leg as hard as he can for 10 yards. Now, uh, to answer your other question, uh, James Daniels was a really good center at Iowa, and um, Kirk Ferentz raved about him coming out and raved about, um, you know, how smart he was and how he's ready for the next level. And I think he said when James came out, I think he said that uh, maybe the best, one of the best linemen or best center he's ever coached, which is really high praise coming from Kirk Ferentz, who is another uh, offensive line coach turned head coach. So I think James is going to be ready. I think like we all know those, you know, the guys you're sitting with on that table all know when you play center, it's just, it's, you know, making the point. Uh, getting everybody on the same page, trying to recognize a blitz or two, uh, getting on the same page of your quarterback, just your communication skills, and becoming, you know, becoming the leader of your room, becoming the leader of your line, and getting everybody working in the same direction is the, the thing that James is going to have to work on the most because I think if you watch his film last year, I think you would easily say that, that he could play in the NFL and he can block people and he can get his hands inside on pass pro and he can move his feet. So it's just going to be the mental part of the game that's going to have to catch up for him. Yeah, he did a lot of good things last year. That's that's for sure. And and Olin, mm-hmm. take us inside of that mental preparation. As as, as I mentioned before, and, and for the listeners out there, I've been with centers that they're they kind of you know you get somewhat in a tunnel vision where they didn't mm-hmm. look up. Olin would look at coverages. He'd see the safety rolling down to the backside. Jim, let's change the protection here. You know, And like you said, you're communicating. But to force yourself outside the box, not just on mm-hmm. your man, but understanding the, the entirety of what the defense is trying to do. Like when we're playing Tampa and you saw John Lynch wing side, hey, two are coming weak. Uh, on weak side with John Lynch, you know, and, you know, just to take it and think outside the the box hole. And what motivated you to do that? Because more than any other offensive lineman I know I played with, you really took pride in that. Yeah, I I honestly, Jim, just just really like you did when you played quarterback, I just really loved the chess match, right? I just loved being out there and trying to recognize those things. And it gave me 
I felt like such an advantage if I knew what exactly was coming my way. I, you know, uh, Tom can speak to this too, that if you know exactly what's going to, what that D lineman is going to do or that nose guard, or, you know, if he's a little tighter shade, he's coming across my face. If his left foot is back, uh, he's doing a rip move. Uh, you know, you got such an advantage. Now you know what angle you're going to do. Uh, you, you know exactly what to do on every play. So, you know, I just felt like if I, if I studied as much as I could, when I walked on that field on Sunday or Monday or Thursday or whatever day we played, I felt like I had a huge advantage against the guy I was going against. If I knew certain things like in the red zone on third and eight, you know, their blitz percentage was, you know, 43% or whatever it may be. And if we're in three wide receivers and they're in nickel, this is the only two blitzes they run. So I see three wide receivers come in. And now I know in my head exactly what look I'm looking for for the blitz and if that blitz is not coming now I know where I want to take my help and maybe I can change the protection say if you're playing against a guy I use a current guy say if you're playing against an Aaron Donald and you're you know the protection calls for you to slide away and you recognize that blitz isn't coming well I'm gonna take my protection to Aaron Donald instead of leaving that guard one-on-one so those are the kind of advantages I felt like I could have if I studied the game. It's great hearing Olin Krutz talking football. Hey, we're out of time, but will you join us again? Because this is fun. For sure. You three guys, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Olin Krutz, you'll be, at care, the, uh, you'll be at the 100 celebration. Uh, and I, I'll just say this, too. If there, there are uh, Tom and I talk about this all the time. Jim and I talk about this all the time when I get to see him. Uh, but we need protectors of the game. you got natural protection instincts in you, and you protect this game in many ways. You're teaching it at a youth level. You're teaching all of us uh, what you've learned throughout the course of your long career as well as what Tom does and Jim does. So I personally thank you for that because the game needs guys like you. Oh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and you know, football is, is a great game and, and taught properly. Uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, the greatest game there is. But um, as far as Bears 100, I, I heard you guys earlier. Man, am, am I excited to get down there uh, just as a fan and to see all, all these Hall of Famers? And we're talking about the Chicago Bears. I, mean, I can't wait to get in that room. I have two boys now that play football at Loyola. Uh, they're both in high school. Uh, they're excited to go down there, see the current guys, the older guys, and and maybe I can convince them that I actually played football at one point. <laughs> <laughs> at a very high level. Absolute best. Appreciate it, Olin. Thank Appreciate you so much. Have That's a good night. Olin Krutz, Bears center and six-time pro bowler, a heartbeat of that organization during the those years, boy, from 1998. Uh, loved, uh, loved those flights that we were on because, Jim, you were on the back of the plane with Olin, me, yeah. and Tom, and Chris Valerio. Those were fun yeah. days. Oh, a lot of fun. I mean, it was a pleasure. You know, you're honored. You know, the older you get that you, you play with such a, a great player and just the respect you, you gain for all the, the time he put in. And there's, like I said, he earned every bit of it. That is a great football player right we'll, there. We'll continue on in our final moments here on Bears All Access on this version of the show. It's Rookie Minicamp starting tomorrow here at Hallis Hall. For Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, I'm Jeff Joniak. Back after this on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Back to the program here on Bears All Access. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller. Wrapping things up at the top of the hour, a wonderful conversation with Olin Krutz. You know, there are things that people will never know about 
players, obviously, yourself included, Jim, yourself included, what you guys played with, what hurt, what, what how, how much agony, you know, you hid from your teammates and your coaching staff just to get on the field. You guys, Jim, Tom, Olin, were three examples of guys that would have done anything at any time to get on the field, no matter the circumstance. And Olin was one of those guys. And you, you only find out when you go review things like what he dealt with the year they went to a Super Bowl. Had a stinger so bad he had to sleep with a, uh, uh, what do you call it? neck brace for three weeks before the Super Bowl. Or playing with a Liz Frank tear in the NFC Championship game in 2010. Yeah, that puts down almost everybody. You know, it, it seems like Jim and I and Olin and the guys that play a long time, you're going to play with some type of injuries that's going to be so painful it's going to be hard to get through. This is one thing that I loved about Olin is we were lucky enough to broadcast every one of games Olin played. And I came from an era that our offensive line had incredible camaraderie. We cherished each other's friendships. Olin redeveloped that over the time here. Remember, all the offensive linemen would wait for each other before they would get on the bus. Every single offensive snap, they would all have a fist bump to re- tool the concentration level training camp everybody goes to eat together right and that's that's what i loved about olin is his ability to create something special in the team within a team because the offensive line is a unique portion of the team because it's its own little team and when i used to sit there and i i used to i used to envy it so much because i was inspired by a guy that it meant so much to that he let it carry through the other nine, seven, eight offensive linemen that were going to be traveling on the field. And it was important because I know what it means of the success of a player, a team, and an organization. Jimmy had a ton of respect for the game and still does. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you just, you know, like you said, when he, you're, he's a rock that you can count on. You know, you, you, you say things like, you know, death taxes and Olin Krutz will be lining up on Sunday because you knew sure as hell he was lining up on Sunday and you could count on him. And he's always going to know his job. He's going to know his assignment. And you got no worries. None. Zero. I mean, I've seen that guy pop out, nickel blitz to the backside, not even his assignment. Done. The guy's got the job done. He not only did his job, he did other people's jobs. And nobody asked him to do it. Did it on his own because he'd give it up for his team. That's that's a hell of a teammate. Well, And that you know- guy played it, and he was a hell of an example. For everybody to follow. It's difficult to, when you like, you take the draft and, and all these guys coming in here today, and Tom stood before some of these guys today. The one thing you can't really quantify with any of these numbers that you always hear me throwing around, Tom, or you get all the analytics is what's in the heart. How, what is important to them? And you won't know it until you get them in a uniform and put them out there on their first Sunday and their last Sunday as a player. And that's how you identify and describe what leadership, what love of the game, what everything passionate about the game that is important to what Ryan Pace is looking for right now and the type of guys he wants to bring in, uh, the intelligence factor for football, uh, the, the confidence, the love of competing, uh, you know, Olin always used to talk about, and he still does, and I know you do, Tom, too, about the weight room. And it's not easy work. And there's no way out. You either have to do it or you're not going to make it. Right. Well, depending upon what your body size and what your position is, it's offensive line, for example, it's always your goal. It's always your intention to get stronger every year. 
So when you're driving to the gym in the morning to work out up at Hallis Hall and you go to the Clyde, the legend, Emmerich weight room, you go in there and you have to have inspiration and aspirations to squat seven, 800 pounds. You have to try to bench 500 pounds or more. You got to do these exercises that once you back out of the bar with 700 pounds on your back, oh. now you got to bend your hips and your knees. So, I mean, it's the, the fun thing about working out when you're an old man like I am now is you're never challenged by those, the enormity of those weights that could go and crush you or hurt you. But when you are trying to be a surviving offensive lineman, you have to go to the weight room with the intentions of every day of lifting weights that most people can't lift. Jim, would you have done anything different in terms of off-season work to get your body the way you needed it to now in retrospect ever looking back or of today's world in terms of what was what was available to you uh, would you have done anything differently? Well, I think for me, no, I, I was always, I probably overtrained more than anything. I was always in really good shape and I always cranked it up uh, prior to, to training camp when most, you know, not that other guys don't work out, but my throwing sessions and, and, and all that stuff. So probably overtraining is, is most of it. And, you know, cause a lot of it, you know, whether it was rehabbing or, or trying to get, you know, back from an injury or, or something like that, I probably tended to, to overdo it. So I'd probably, you know, I probably temper it a little bit uh, more in terms of allowing more recovery uh, for, from that standpoint more more than anything. But you know, it's it's, it's part of football. Like Tom, like Tom said, there's no shortcuts now. In order to be a great player, preparation is separation, and you don't think about oh, I got to go in and lift today. Well, you want to be a great center, you do what's required, and preparation is separation. And so, I don't think Olin or Tom looked at it like that. Tom would compete his ass off and say, hey, this is part of this is part of it. This is the part of it's going to separate me to get on the field. And you're willing to do that work because it means so much to you. All right. So you got mini camp uh, starting tomorrow. There's going to be a bunch of tryout guys. There's going to be a b- bunch of kickers. And I, I know I, I was with some people last night talking Bears football. And the kicking situation is on everybody's mind. So there, there could be, I don't know how many kickers, eight kickers working out, trying to win a job. <laughs> uh, you know, it looks like none of them have NFL experience at this point. Or limited at that. Um, how, how are you guys breaking this down? How are you evaluating here in our final minute before we have to run? You know, you're kind of making a little bit too much of it because if you're an offensive guard that's coming here for the first time, you're in a line of nine offensive guards or seven offensive guards. What's the difference? Listen, if you're a kicker out there competing, do your best, show your best, and try to win the job. Cream always rises to the top. It'll 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 unveil itself. That's how I see it. Well, it's going to be fun to watch David Montgomery, too, because every time we've uh, seen a Bears running back come here through the draft, whether it be Anthony Thomas back back in the day, Curtis Enos back in the day, obviously you play with Anthony Thomas, Thomas Jones when he came here, Matt Forte when he was drafted, obviously Jordan Howard. Uh, it's always fun to see the new back, and so I'll be most interested to see uh, just seeing him run around out there this weekend. Live in, your, live in your playbook. That's what I told the rookies today is you cannot afford mental errors. So take your time, your individual time, and live in it. All right, that's going to wrap us up, Big Jim. Thanks so much, as always. We'll be listening to you on Sirius XM NFL Radio. For Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, and Herb Lawrence and Adam Szynski, thanks to our guests today, Trey Burton of Bears tight end and Bears center, Olin Krutz, the six-time Pro Bowler, pair of 57s, and Jim Miller today on the show. Not bad. I'm Jeff Joniak. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford. 